Informers. Welcome to the Informers, everybody. We're, we're going to get started here. Yes, we are. So, um, to my left is uh, the goose to my maverick, Victor Straub. How say. you doing? Uh, via the magic of the interwebs is the... Let's see, who came after Merlin to my Iceman, <laughs> Brian Brown. Wait, isn't Merlin his partner? I don't know. I forget the guy. You could just be Val Kilmer, whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Are we talking about are we talking about Arthurian legend? Are we talking about uh, um, Top Gun? Yes. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of both. <laughs> uh, if Top Gun was an Arthurian legend, that would be great, I think. That's oh, yeah, the volleyball scene would translate really well. That would be a good idea for a comic. I would read that. Well, you know, there is a comic anthology out there called dirty diamonds where it's it's only uh only women can contribute to it so i i've i've uh you've contributed to it i have not oh. <laughs> i had to get an operation to contribute oh uh, i thought and, you were uh, saying like you have a second identity or something you were throwing in there oh man no, no, I, I was i was thinking it'd be funny <laughs> if, if someone did an anthology of just male contributors because obviously <laughs> there's not enough man, no, man in, in comic books you can call it dirty balls <laughs> I was going to call it Sausage Party, but yeah, that's oh, good. That's, yeah, that's uh, even better. Volume 1, Dirty Balls. <laughs> sausage Party, Volume 1, Dirty Balls. <laughs> so uh, Brian is on the line via the magic of the interwebs because we're going to talk about the entire convention season so far. We're going to talk about what happened on Free Comic Book Day. Victor took a trip to Atlantic City Comic Con, which right. I didn't uh, go to. ever Atlantic City Comic Con I was able to check out, have first-hand experience there. And uh, we went to Wizard World, which Victor didn't go to. I so. did not experience Wizard World. No, they had a picture next to the front door, so he wasn't allowed in. Oh, uh, no. No, do not serve uh, this man. You're not allowed to take pictures of Tukas. Not allowed near children. Not allowed near, not allowed near cosplayers or children. No. <laughs> Needed a new start. I'm actually interested in hearing how the uh, how that con was, Victor. The Atlantic City uh, Comic Con. Yeah, I am too, because I, I had free tickets, but I didn't <laughs> end up going. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, honestly, it was actually a really cool convention. I was expecting it to be huge, and it surprisingly wasn't. I went – it was a four-day convention, and I won a pair of tickets courtesy of my alma mater, Rowan University. And they set me up with free three-day passes, but things were going on all weekend. I went for the Saturday of the show, and I didn't get there until about 1 o'clock or so, so it wasn't that opening. And it was really easy just to kind of walk in. There was no no issues getting in there, no major crowds or craziness. You walk in, and it was a typical, like, the Atlantic City Convention Center. They it looks like they cut it in about half, like, the main section of the convention floor. It looks like they chopped it just for this convention. And it didn't seem like it was as big as Wizard. It was probably about half the size, I want to say. But the way it was laid out was really cool. They had basically three or four main rows of stuff, and just the typical, you know, the usual things that we'd find at Wizard. But they also had... Like hints of other conventions, like Marvel had a huge display up, kind of like they would at New York Comic Con or San Diego, and that's where they were hyping up some of their their books that were coming out. They were doing interviews, things like that on the stage. 
uh, when I first walked up, Daryl from Run DMC was talking about his comic book. What's and, his comic book about? Uh, about a superhero named DMC. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> he, he, uh, he stretches it. Uh, but he does wear Adidas, this comic book character. What if his book and, was the Arthurian <laughs> Top Gun? It might Just be. blow everyone's minds. What blew everyone's mind is that <laughs> after he's done talking about his book, all of a sudden he turns to the sound guy, gives him a nod, and he starts rapping to It's Tricky. Wow. Like doing a free mini concert by himself just for people that were there in the middle of the random convention floor. Another thing that kind of set this show apart from anything I'd ever seen at a convention before. Uh-oh. There was a tattoo corner. There, there was a corner of the show, of this convention floor that was about five or six tattoo artists were set up. Guess what they had at Wizard World this year for the first time that I never saw Tattoo before. artists? Tattoo artists. Oh, they're <laughs> everywhere now. Yeah. These guys were like from New York and up in New England. They had their business cards out and everything, and they were showing off their work and selling prints of some of their work and also actually tattooing people right then and there. Wow. So that was interesting. I have such a high respect for tattoo artists just because that's such pressure, I feel like, you know, oh, working yeah. on someone's Plus skin. Plus, it's a really hard surface, I would think. You know, it's like it's right. moving. It's always moving. You and know? I've, even, I've heard from other artists, like, it's not like a comic book because this is something that's going to, you know, degrade and age over time. You have to – you kind of have to think of something that's going to work with the skin color and work with the aging in order to be a good image. So there's a lot that goes into it. And even more respect to these people at the convention because there were about a half dozen of them. And they're not in their usual shops. They just have the equipment they brought with them, and they're in a loud convention hall. So the fact they're still able to do decent work under this pressure is pretty pretty good. That is pretty awesome. I'll tell you what, too. Uh, I, I've been to a couple Monster Mania uh, cons where they they have the tattoo artists there set up, and it's nuts because, I mean, John knows how, like, I always end up running at the end of the show with working on a piece for somebody and um, trying to get it done. While like they're like on the loudspeaker, you know, blaring every like couple minutes that like, the show is closing, right. the show is closing. So like, imagine being a tattoo artist and working on like someone's forearm and oh you cannot mess that up. And yeah, it's just nuts. It's like ink masters, time's I running actually, out. I actually talked to a, another a tattoo artist about that. I was like, I don't know how you guys do that. And I'm like, you know, don't you feel like you're you're being rushed and doesn't that compromise the quality? And he's like, the quality is completely compromised. Like, you have to rush to get it done, mm-hmm. in a sense. As much as you can rush while tattooing. That's terrible. Mm. That, that was a surprising find at this convention. Uh, the autograph section was pretty cool also. It was just in the back. They had a couple tables all set up. And it wasn't like the Wizard World craziness. It was just – it seemed pretty relaxed. I mean, I didn't get any of it because the prices for autographing has just gotten ridiculous now. But just walking around, everyone was just kind of at their table, just BSing with anyone that came up to them. They were coming around the table, taking pictures. Just everyone was being really cool with each other, so that was neat. Be the, excellent to each other. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, even the artist alley, it was neat because it was kind of in the middle of everything else. It wasn't in its own separate section. It was kind of you were walking down the convention hall and. At one moment, you're looking at all these dealers, and then to your left, there's all these artists from different publishers there. So that was also kind of neat. That was all mixed in together. As far as things that I saw when I was there, there was also a lot of uh, – apparently Stan Lee brought his house with him, it seemed like, because there was a shit ton of props from all these different Marvel movies that were set up. It was like a mini museum in another corner of this convention hall. And that's why I have a picture on Facebook now with me with like the Iron Man armors, and those are ones from the actual movie. And he had a bunch of different display cases that had like Daredevil's helmet, Thor's hammer, just all these movie props. And it was really cool to see just 
how well taken care of a lot of that stuff is. Um, also, as far as my experiences, it was like at one point in the loudspeaker, I heard them announce that like Bruce Boxlitner was signing some book. I'm like, I know that name. And it was Tron. Tron. Like, from the original Tron. I'm like, okay, so I guess he wrote a book. And I go up to the table and there's like no one there. It's just him and a couple artists advertising this book that he wrote. But all right, sounds pretty cool. It looked kind of Bioshock esque, one of those like steampunk dystopian futures. Oh hey Tron, so, yeah. Like oh hi. <laughs> End of line. Did you guys uh, play with the discs? Did you play with his discs? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't Jeff Bridges enough for him. Oh, I know. We, no, there is no one like Jeff Bridges. I, I know. Think. So he he won't play with anyone else besides Jeff Bridges, or maybe Eric Roberts. Uh, even that's a stretch anymore. <laughs> I don't know. What a saga. <laughs> <laughs> What's 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 the uh, the chapstick reference? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> okay, we don't have the Eric Roberts news button, so we can't play that right now. <laughs> but about two months ago or so, Eric Roberts posted on his official Facebook page that he was in Italy promoting something, and he lost his fanny pack. It was a fine leather fanny pack which housed both very his fine. passport, it's very fine leather, fanny. and he said it had his. He's like, oh, I know, I wear a fanny pack. Like he was kind of joking at himself. But he's like, yeah, but I use it for my passport and my chapsticks. Chapsticks plural. He, so he keeps <laughs> multiple chapsticks with him in this fanny pack with his passport, and it was missing in Rome. And I don't know if it was ever discovered. No, and I asked him about it on Twitter, and he responded, and uh, we were like, "Hey, uh, what if we get you a new fanny pack and we'll fill it with the finest of chapsticks?" And he never responded to that. <laughs> so we, you know, we planned on getting this like leather, you know, fanny pack for him, you know, to replace the one he lost. And he hasn't responded yet in regards to us sending him a new one. So maybe they need, to have, like, they need to have like a Gucci fanny pack. You would think, yeah. He he posted a picture of uh, himself wearing the fanny pack at some point. <laughs> have you seen me? Fanny packs get a bad rap. I mean, they're, they're coming back. Are Eric Roberts is single-handedly who? bringing them back. Yeah. Who is bringing them back? Eric Roberts is. <laughs> oh, let me. I'm going to test the sound clip for you. I want to see if you can hear okay. it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ready? You hear that? I can hear it. You heard all that? Right. Yeah. All right. Let me see if you can hear. <laughs> <laughs> We're testing all my senses. Yeah. Yeah. How about this one? Or. I hear that every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're good then. Nice. All right, because we're going to play a game later on. Mm-hmm. You and Victor. You versus Victor. All right. A game that I planned out today. <laughs> so it's awesome. well planned out. It's a very well planned out game. I I like it a lot. Okay. And it, uh, here's a little preview. You know, want to know what it's called? You ready? It's called Corey or Horny. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. I think I know where this is going. Okay, but... good. That's just a little a tickle right. your ass we'll, with we'll, a feather We'll get there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it tickled. <laughs> But uh, right. <laughs> when it came to, to conventions, Atlanta City Comic Con, I'd highly recommend. I heard there were some issues on day one because apparently Stan Lee didn't show up on the first day, and some people were pissed, rightfully so, and like wanted refunds. And hey, he's they an, old, he's an older guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like ninety one years old. I mean, any any convention he goes to, it's got to be card subject to change. You got to know it's going to happen. So I don't know if he did show up eventually or not, but I think there were some issues as far as communication, figuring out what people were supposed to do there. And even when I went in to get my ticket, I told him I had won a pair of passes. I told him from where. They had nothing listed about it. So you I, get nothing. So I pulled up that's a, what I would That's what I play. A, I, had that sound clip. I had to pull up my Facebook page, which had a message that said, you win. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Here you go. 
And not they were like, all right, just come on in. And they didn't seem to care as much. So they're not as strict as some other conventions that I've been to. And okay, there was enough. It was busy, and there was a lot of cosplayers. There was a lot of merch, a lot of artists, a lot going on. But it wasn't the craziness level of some other conventions. It was it was nice. It was calm, and there was still some cool stuff to be seen. Hmm. So Atlantic City Comic Con, if they have it again next year, I would check. I would check it out. You know, it'd be cool. <laughs> what would be cool? Awesome. It'd be really cool if uh, if they had like a good rating system that would tell other artists whether it would be good to get a table at this convention or not. That would be cool. I mean, like rate my professor almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be good. You're right, on to something. Oh. You guys both have websites, and you're both creative folk. Get it started. Oh yeah, yeah. You should check out all the freaking broken links on my site. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you click bio. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Wizard World uh, definitely does not have that presence with, by Marvel or uh, or DC. And, no. And I, I really wish they had that, but it's not quite the same. No, they used to. When I first started going, they had everything. Like, they had Marvel, DC, uh, Image was there, Devil's Due Press. Now it's just Xenoscope. Yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah, Always Xenoscope. Xenoscope. Yeah, well, they're local, right? I think so. Didn't you party with them one they night? Are. Uh, they are. They're in uh, New Jersey, and uh, they one of their art directors. Uh, well, he just he just left the company, I believe, but he's a really great guy, Anthony Spay. But um, but yeah, they do a lot of stuff. It's it was started by like a couple guys that would submit their you know artwork and stories out there a lot, and they just kind of formed their own company. It was kind of like you know, Image was like the cream of the crop from Marvel, and they came over and they went and they started their own company. These guys, in a sense, couldn't get into any specific company, from what I understand. And, uh, you know, they kind of ended up starting their own thing. That so, I mean, I, I say more power to them. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. all for self-publishing. Oh, yeah. We know firsthand. <laughs> 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 Definitely. So, uh, Lang City, do you, you think it's worth getting a table for, possibly, if it comes um, back? I don't know the prices or for the tables, what that was like. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, they, there wasn't a specific section for the artists. So, it has its pluses and minuses. They have some people who are going strictly for art that they're not going to really see you as much. However, for the casual person just kind of wandering around, they were all right there. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of in the heart of everything. It was in the middle of the whole show, which most conventions don't really do. Now, I mean, they were about two rows over from the cosplayers, so your girl Doom Kitty was there as well. My girl? Yeah. <laughs> She's my girl. <laughs> Seriously, um, but I, I would say I don't know what the price is for those tables, but it's worth a shot. I think you could definitely get some decent foot traffic, and if this convention does take off, it's still at its early stages, and it's good to jump on these things early before they really aggressively expand. True, we don't like aggressive expansion. No, it's usually when shows start to go downhill. So, how was Wizard World? Wizard World was good. <laughs> uh, I think Friday was, was a little a slow. <laughs> Friday was a little slow for me. But Saturday and Sunday was pretty constant with uh, the busyness. I would say we both didn't do Thursday, uh, yes. so I can't. We can't gotcha. go into Thursday. Uh, but Thursday. From, from what I heard from everybody, <laughs> Thursday was super slow. Okay, that, yeah, it seems people I've heard from also. It's just not much going on on Thursday. No, and I actually heard Friday was pretty slow for everyone else too. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Saturday and Sunday was really good. Sunday, uh, I did like four sketches. I think Sunday. Wow. 
Yeah, I always find I always find that you do you do well on Sunday, John. You seem to always uh, like your Saturdays and Sundays are good, but a lot of people sometimes Sundays can be like just totally dead. Mm-hmm. And and you seem to to keep busy with with stuff and with people that are coming up. So I, I think you do a good job there. Yeah, I think uh, Sunday is my day. See, I was afraid <laughs> Sunday was going to be dead for this convention because of it being on Mother's Day, also. Yeah. And the fact I think there was a one and four five birthday concert happening as well. There was a lot going on on that day. Yeah. So I'm surprised you had some decent company. Yeah. How was your uh, your weekend overall? I think it was good. I did. I, I you know last year was probably like the best I ever did at Wizard World, and I think this year I came, I think pretty close to that. So I was I was happy. Um, I felt like I didn't have anything to show that I really wanted to show. I have uh, the one the one comic book series first fight, and uh, I've started working on the fifth issue, but I was nowhere near close to finishing it. But I was really hoping, you know, somehow uh, and possibly to have it available there. Um, so that, that just didn't happen, though. So I had this other print, this giant print that I wanted to get done. Um, it has, like, all these different green characters from pop culture, comics, and movies and games. And um, I didn't get that done either. So, uh... You know, I came there uh, happy to see people and 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 to look at other people's work and, and show my work. But I felt like a part of me was missing just because I didn't have something new to show exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's how I felt as well. But I mean, my book's been like taking forever to come out. So at this point, so like when people used to ask me like, "Oh man, I can't wait for the second issue," it would be like, "Oh man, it's it's great, man. I can't wait to have it out for you." Now when people say, "I can't wait for the second issue," I just feel bad. You know, it's like uh, you see me nope. and expect something. What is that? Who's making that noise? One of the one of the other windows started talking to me. But yeah, oh. <laughs> it's like it's like where'd that come from? But yeah, uh, some girl bought my book. Um, I think Plot it, twist. Uh, let me find this noise. What's in your wallet? Samuel Jackson. Uh, it's all working for our conversation, though. I know. Samuel Surprisingly helpful ads. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> that'll probably pop up again. I want to make sure that it's done. So, you know, this girl at Free Comic Book Day bought my book last year, and then she came out to me this year and asked if I had the second one, and I didn't. And that was, like, uh, ruined my day. But then, like, I have kids that came – like, a kid came out to me at Wizard World. This, this is this probably made my whole weekend, I would say. This kid came out to me with his mom, and his mom said this is his favorite section in all the shows we go to, Artist Alley. And the kid was probably, like, eight, nine years old, mm-hmm. you know? And apparently all he does is go to the shows to talk to artists and buy their books. Wow. He's like an eight- or nine-year-old kid. That's you know, great. That's awesome. So he spent his last $4 on my book. Wow. Wow. So that was like the best compliment. They're like, this is it. This is the last last money. Is this what you want? And he said, yeah. It's like, so wow. that's her dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that well, just says uh, all the more better about your comic then, that he passed up his last meal of the day for your comic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. No, that that really is. I, I feel like honestly, like that's like the most magical part of uh, like uh, you know a convention like this, where you know it was really built off of this love for artwork uh, in different facets. So I mean, when you're going to Artist Alley, you know it is a weird kind of magic in a sense when you're seeing someone create this image from nothing. Um, I don't know if you guys know Eric Larson. I'm, John, I think you know Eric Larson, but yeah. he's this yeah. he's this very prolific artist of uh, Savage Dragon, who I'm a huge fan of. And um, he holds his pencil in, like, the weirdest way. And, and <laughs> yeah. you would never think that he could do all of the artwork that he does uh, just holding it that way and his mannerisms. And it's just a whole other level when you see someone creating this work that you admire. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So it is. It is crazy the way he does that. And um, I think he said one time he wanted to do a whole issue where he draws like a normal person just to see what it would look like, which I think would be awesome. Yeah, I I've watched him sketch before. I just don't know how someone's able to do it that way, but it works for him. It definitely does. Yeah. So I mean, when you're a little kid and and you know you want to draw something or you you know you find you want to express yourself through art and you see professional artists doing it, it's it's a uh, I, th- I think it can be um, a, a real game changer for somebody too. It can let them know whether this is something they want to do, or they want to pursue, or if it's something they're not interested in. But then they get to talk to artists, uh, get tips from them. Um, what, what kind of tips do you give, John, when you talk to when you kids come up to your table? Uh, I usually just tell them, you know, like I don't think art can be taught from scratch. I think it's something that's inside people, but it can be like refined and molded. You know what I mean? Like I think everyone has that inside of them, but. I think it's just a, you just have to mold it. You know what I mean? So I tell yeah. people, you know, just do it, you know, every day, you know, and look up tips, look up what you can do, and then try to do different things. You know, just just keep at it is what I basically tell people. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I definitely agree with I, that. I learn something new every time I watch someone else's, you know, or, or read another book. Like I'll read uh, all the comics that come out on Wednesday. I'll read a new book that comes out on Wednesday, and I'll take some tips from that and put that in some of my my stuff. You know, if I read something that inspires me, something that inspires me can stay with me for the rest of my life in regards to my the way I do art. Like books like Jim Lee. Jim Lee has an art book that was put out by Wizard years ago that I have, and it it taught me so much on how to draw Batman and how to do, you know, Wolverine, you know, costumes like that. I didn't know how to do eyes like that. Until I, I started reading Jim Lee and how he did it. So I mean, it's it's stuff that's inside you, but I think it can be molded. It's like a it's like a piece of clay inside you, you know. It's like a muscle. It is. Yeah, it really yep. is. You just gotta pump that muscle. That's right. And when you get really good at pumping it, <laughs> go ahead. You can play that. We don't have a soundboard. <laughs> ah! oh, oh, that was a perfect It's like having sex with a woman. <laughs> But who's watching this? Just go watch Pumping Iron right now. Yeah. And come back to the And just see how much of a dick Arnold is to Hulk. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, isn't that? I mean, it's just so well done. He hits on his sister while he's sitting I next to him. I feel bad for Lou Ferrigno <laughs> watching Pumping uh, Iron. Well, also, uh, I don't know if you guys remember. It's been years since I've seen it. But I, rem- I still remember the, the little – there's like this little Italian bodybuilder in it and his name is like Franco. He's like five foot two, but he's like this – he looks like uh, like a like a pumped up Wolverine, you know? Um <laughs> But he uh, was was one of his one of the competitors uh, with Arnold, and they said, well, you know, they were talking about Lou Ferrigno, and, and Arnold was saying how he's just a kid, you know, you can you can manipulate him, uh, you know, I, I I can just psych him out with mind games. So then they said, well, what about Franco? He's like, well, Franco Franco trains with me, so he trusts me. So he doesn't say it, but he's basically saying that he's going to train him well, but not train him quite as well as he could have, so that he will be sure to win that competition. <laughs> like that's so. It's so crazy. Just such think. an evil bastard. So diabolical. <laughs> he turned to, into one of his own villains. Exactly. Yeah. Bang the maid. <laughs> Crush his enemies. Crush yeah. his enemies. <laughs> and the maid. And the maid. Crush, crush his maid. <laughs> Sits on the maid, crushes her. <laughs> he spins the maid like that big wheel that he did in the I first stood your face. <laughs> I you know I don't I don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. He, he's not listening. No, <laughs> Allegedly, he's diabolical. Allegedly, 
He sounds like a horrible person, allegedly. <laughs> hey, speaking of diabolical, I saw the end of uh, Daredevil. I, uh, yes. I had a tear. I had a Daredevil tear. <laughs> I uh, After Wizard World, we were, like, discussing it, and I was like, oh, my God, there's, like, five episodes i got to watch. And I hadn't seen it, like, that whole week because I was, like, trying, you know, every free minute, minute I had was trying to get some artwork done. So uh, it was awesome. It was great, though. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we talked we, – that was our suggestions last week was uh, how awesome Daredevil was because mm-hmm. it's it's great. It's perfect. It's – um. I'm making you guys repeat yourselves. Yeah. It's, it, it's worth repeating. Yeah, episode two, that hallway fight's insane. Oh I can't say that enough. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, I love the buildup between him and Fisk, too. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, but the whole... Uh, <laughs> the opening credits build- say Wilson Fisk is in this, and we kind of know where it's going to go, but... Yeah, yeah. But I do love the whole, like, take your shot thing where he, you know, kicks Daredevil's ass. And- yeah, and they didn't, like, just have Daredevil win right away, you know. Daredevil yeah, never yeah, just can't. wins right away. He can't. <laughs> They tickle that ass. That's, that's right. <laughs> that took us. They, t- they tickle the tuckus. Indeed. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks. So yeah, Wizard World was good. It was, it was about um, about the same as last year, I would say, in, in regards to monetary and, income and all uh, that traffic. Um, I did. It wasn't. Any bigger? Looks like you guys had a good spot. Did you have that similar setup last year? Or? No, we didn't have the the corner there. It was it was really bizarre the way this worked well, thought, out. Didn't we do a corner last year? We did an end spot, but we didn't have the two table corner like that. Yes, yeah. So this was definitely our largest. Here's setup. what happened: was Brian <laughs> kind of worked his magic. <laughs> he put uh he put a rear naked choke on Natasha at Wizard. I went. I went. Wilson Fisk style. He did. Uh, and it, threatening. So we get to where I get to Wizard World, and we have two spots. So we have one in No Man's Land, all the way in the back, in the middle of nowhere. We have three tables, technically. Technically, yeah. We had, what? We had tables. So, so here we have that spot, and then we have the primo spot that Brian put Natasha in a Kimura for until she said, you have this spot. Okay. So we... What we did was we go there, and the girl next to uh, the f- the free spot in No Man's Land was kind of miserable because she said it's No Man's Land mm-hmm. here and don't set up here. And we're like, okay, well, we're not going to. <laughs> and then we felt really bad, so we're just like, just just take that. You know, you can use our spot too and have mega table set up. So I don't know how well she did, but you know. I went over there and visited, and uh, I introduced myself to her. Yeah. Uh, she was pretty. She was pretty. I mean, she had a good like you know five or six people at her table when I walked over. Yeah, nice. Ange bought a. She was selling jewelry. Okay. Ange bought some jewelry from her, so she bought a ring from her, I think, which was good. Very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I talked about this last episode, but we did free comic book day because the first couple weeks of May is just like a blur mm-hmm. at this point. So we did free comic book day. At Adventureland, which was actually really good. I did my first ever Daredevil TV show sketch for a kid. So I had to do the costume, except he wanted the DD on the chest because it didn't have it on the TV show. Right. And he likes that. So I had to modify it a little bit. So I did – he wanted Daredevil and Spider-Man back-to-back. And as I was doing the sketch, he just kept adding more and more stuff to it. It's one of those things where, like, he pays you, but he hovers and then keeps asking for more stuff added to it. And I was just like, screw it. You know, I'll just do it. I'm here. So he wanted, like, Spider-Man on there, back-to-back with TV show Daredevil, and then above that, like, them without their masks on, above that. I was just like, whatever, you know. Oh, man. Cracking away. So I did it. But it was my first time doing a TV show Daredevil, and it, was, it actually turned out pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. 
Um, but Free Comic Day was good, actually. It wasn't dead like yeah. it usually is. It was pretty busy. Yeah. And um, I had a couple it's friends go to that Level Up place in Hamilton Mall that looked incredible. I want to do that one year, definitely. But it's a comic book shop? Well, yeah. there's this big store in Hamilton Mall. Is it in Hamilton Mall? I think, I think so. It's in Hamilton Mall, New Jersey, and it's uh, it's like an old video game comic store, and it's huge. It's like a huge store in the mall, and they go all out for free comic book day. They have, like, costume characters come. Basically, the whole mall is kind of involved with free comic book day there. Let's do it next year. Yeah, I would love to. And, all right. And they had a setup at Rutgers uh, Comic Con for um, – they were asking artists to do tables. If I didn't already commit to uh, do an adventure land, which is what I usually do, I probably would have done it. So, hmm. yeah. Wait, so Rutgers, they had a comic book convention? Yeah, Rutgers has yeah, a Comic-Con. Camden Comic-Con. Camden Comic-Con. They've had only two of them so far. Uh, this was the second year. It this was, was my first year doing it. I it did what, it. back in early April? Yeah. Say? And it was, it was a great show. It was really good. Free show. Was it, um, so it was, it was obviously a lot smaller, but I mean, do you feel like the, the traffic was pretty good? Yeah, it was great. It was really good. It was hmm. only like 15 bucks for a table. We could buy like a whole. We could buy the whole thing. <laughs> we buy all of the tables, sir. <laughs> we could just name the whole Comic Con our, after ourselves. Yeah, it's the uh, first fight convention. The tickle your tuchus con. The tickle your tuchus con. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I, I, the, only, the only problem with that is you know that you would get some interesting attendees. <laughs> get some interesting attendees no matter what. There would be a true. lot of yakis there, John. That's all I'm saying. Yep. There would be a lot of tickling going on. Either a lot of this going on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just wanted to play that. Surprisingly appropriate music. Okay. It is. <laughs> Sorry, I have a bunch of weird things on this game show board. <laughs> What's this? That's what we'll play during the Tickle uh, My Tuckus Con. Yeah. We were like robbing a bank in the 1800s. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like a silent movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's on there. We were in the uh, Kingpin's bedroom for a moment. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, or closet. We were in his closet. He's staring at the wall making his little... Uh, Omelette that he makes, right? <laughs> yeah. Sprinkling his little fit, parsley on there. Oh, yeah. He fit the, Cam- the Camden Comic Con within Wilson Fisk's closet. Yes. They yep. Can... There's an echo. I'm great. jealous of that man's closet. I want one like that someday. It's just every suit ever. Someday. Someday. <laughs> you keep at it. Someday I'll have a closet. Except it'll be full of classic Kingpin outfits. So just white suits and purple ascots. There you go. So speaking of like having like swag... Yeah, and uh, who would you who would you rather be? Would you rather be um, Tony Stark? Or would you rather be Bruce Wayne? Probably Tony Stark. Tony I like, Stark. I like armor much better than. Without a doubt, Tony Stark. And I like my parents. So his parents are dead too. <laughs> yeah, but like naturally. It's like you want your parents killed by some random burglar or the Winter Soldier, according to the movie. Yeah, true. Mm, well, let's know. let's say you could be Bruce Wayne and keep your your parents. I mean, I think he, still I would go with Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. So much cooler being Iron Man. But if I was a teenager, I would have said Batman. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'd rather be Batman than Iron Man. But if we're talking who they are, Tony Stark has the better personality than Bruce Wayne. Plus he gets to hang out with Captain America. I'd rather hang out with Captain America than Superman. Yeah, but he hates Captain America. (laughs) But don't forget he gets drunk all the time. That's true. Yeah, he can get Uh, drunk all the time. mm. (laughs) He can hang out in the middle of a donut. 
And then you get to then you get to climb into a into a, a robotic suit that you cannot get harmed from, and then fly through the sky. That's true, and you can go underwater too, like he does in the, the beginning of the first Avengers. Mm, yeah, so much. But or you could be Batman and have a bat suit because you're Batman. Plus, if you're Tony Stark, you will have known Jeff Bridges. Ah, true. <laughs> Even though you do kill him, you will have known Jeff but Bridges. But if you're Bruce Wayne, then you're Ben Affleck. Yeah, I'd rather be Tony Stark. <laughs> I like Ben. That Jennifer Garner's a cutie. Yeah. Mm. Dimples for days. Dimples for days. <laughs> that would be the name of my comic convention. <laughs> oh, man. Dimples for days hey, is a good has one. Has there ever been a, a Daredevil Batman team up, I wonder? Yes, there has, actually. I, I've tried finding these issues. There's only a couple uh, individual issues, I think, that were some crossovers. You just bought the Punisher Batman. I bought the one, Punisher right? Batman one because yeah. I thought that was – there was – as far as – and it was the second Punisher Batman crossover. But I've been on the hunt for the Daredevil Batman one, and I think there are two of them. Um, I haven't seen them in too many conventions, but I do know they exist. I do not know how good they are. But I'd love to read it just because they are two of my favorite characters. True. They are very yeah. good characters. I, yeah, I like Dare, Daredevil's uh, my second favorite superhero of all time. Number one being Spider-Man, of course. Which I am now 121 issues away of having every issue. Woo! Spider-Watch. Who's your third? Oh, that's a toughie. Maybe Hal Jordan. I like Hal Jordan a lot. He's a good one. Um, so you like the smart Alex. You like the... Good repartee, wise cracking. Don't take themselves too seriously, hero. I don't know. Daredevil kind of takes himself pretty. That's seriously. true. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. he, him and Batman yeah. are definitely the brooders. Like, how depressing would it be to hang out with those two? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. My parents are dead. My parents are dead too. Get on my level. <laughs> They'd be arguing the whole time while they're yeah. fighting, like over who had the worst life. <laughs> Could you imagine them swapping love stories? Oh, God. Jesus Christ. The worst love stories ever. <laughs> Talk about Joker and Bullseye. Oh, my God. Yeah. My love was killed. I have an illegitimate son. <laughs> like, back and forth. I have an illegitimate son. I think I do, too, somewhere. Did you guys uh, happen to see any Bullseye references in Daredevil? I don't recall. I that. didn't see I one, didn't but see apparently any, yeah. there's one that exists. There is a scene where there's a sniper... At some point in the Daredevil series, and someone online has shown that there is, they don't, they show the sniper for like a hot second, and that's it. But apparently, he has a playing card sticking out of his bag that's next to him for Bullseye. So I don't know. I don't know. There is one pretty big Electra reference that made me kind of mark out. Yeah, when they I said heard it. it. I, I didn't catch it on the show, but I heard you talk about it last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good old Electra. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. It's hard to pick my number three favorite superhero. I guess it would be Hal Jordan, maybe. I don't know. See, my number one has always been Batman. Like, even since I was a little kid. Batman's always been just the coolest one. Number two would probably be Daredevil, just from how much I've read and gotten into him. And my third would be Spider-Man. Wow, no Superman. No Superman gets no love. I never read much Superman when I was younger. Superman, Superman was the first comic I ever read. So, like, I got, I was really into Superman in fourth grade. That's when I started reading comics, and it yeah. was when he died in the whole return and everything, and I I couldn't stop reading. Like, I had to buy everything that had to do with the death and return of Superman. That's what got me into comics. Can I tell you something that I'm, I'm, I used to feel a little ashamed of, I'm willing to admit? What's that? The first comics I ever read were Archie comics. 
Wow. Yeah. Huh. It was superheroes. Like I uh I was really young, but uh in the supermarket they would sell like the be- the the books of like Archie comics. Mm-hmm. So I just never saw any comic books, but then when I did see them, you know, obviously I you know, freaked out over them. Sure. I but, got, uh, I got mine at a, we have a convenience store around us. And they used to sell yes. comics on the spinner rack. Heritages? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. And that's where right. I started getting books. When my mom would go to the store, she, you know, she used to be like, you know, do you want anything like a candy bar or something? And instead of getting candy, I would get comics. And that's how I started getting comics every week. Yeah. Yeah, there was a deli right near, uh, not far from, from where I live, where uh, I picked up Savage Dragon, number three of the miniseries. And it was it was the best, uh, it was one of the best, maybe the best, comic book fight like i ever read like in that comic and i just distinctly remember like walking in the, the smell of the place you know picking mm-hmm. up the comic yep and oh it's, it's awesome yeah and i remember um i was like i would go back to like the, i used to go to the flea markets a lot and I, I still go i went last mm-hmm. week but I used, I used to go to this flea market all the time when i was a kid and i still go but i would get the new book in at the convenience store and read that and then i would go to the flea market over the weekend and like look for books around that and kind of catch up on back issues. So even back then I was getting back issues, but like I, I was kind of like just reading them and then putting them away. But then the issue where Cyborg Superman turns out to be evil in the death of Superman, mm-hmm. or like the yeah. return of Superman, when he had his like big turn, that's when I was hooked for life. That's when I knew. <laughs> I like read that and I was I was literally my mind was just blown. Like, yeah, it's so crazy. As you said that to me, like I remembered where. I mean, I'm. I, I I think I I think I do remember where I was when I read that. Like yeah. that's just so funny. Like I'm thinking like nine eleven is one of those things where you know where you were when you heard it. You know, yeah, heard about it. But uh, I, I guess it's good that good things bring up those memories as well. Yeah, I mean that's one of those books where I I read it and then I put it down and I picked it up and I read it again and then probably later on that day I picked it up and read it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like and then you couldn't <laughs> wait for that next issue. You know, it was one of those things where it's like, God damn it, why isn't this out now? See, like I never yeah. read many books when I was younger. I would pick up the occasional book here and there, and I still remember the earliest books I got were like there were some early '90s X Men ones that I would pick up, or there was actually I was I didn't follow it, so I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I really enjoyed reading Ghost Rider. When I was younger, also, because that was just like you know, to a, a seven, eight, nine year old kid, that's just badass. He's got a flaming skull head, <laughs> drives a motorcycle everywhere. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I remember reading that, and then I thought there was one book I remember picking up because I thought it was like to me it seemed old, so it seemed expensive and valuable and like precious. And it was like DC's The Golden Age issue one because it had this gold foil <laughs> cover. And it had all these old-looking heroes on it. And I was like, this looks awesome. Like, I thought I found this relic of the past. <laughs> yeah. I think I went through the same thing. I bought a reprint of, like, an old, old Spider-Man comic. And I was like, maybe they just don't know. Maybe yeah. they don't realize it. I did that with an X-Men number one reprint. <laughs> Where they were, like, wearing their yellow and blue outfits. I was like, holy shit. They and it's funny. It's like, I was cleaning my room out. Like a year or two ago, and I found my old little box of comics from when I was younger. And sure enough, the only one in plastic was Golden Age issue one. <laughs> the rest is just like just throwing it out. There's Ghost Rider. Here's a Resident Evil comic. Like all this weirdo shit from the '90s. But there in plastic was also. Oh, I do have the uh, Iron Man 30th anniversary issue because ooh, it was shiny. It must be important. <laughs> hollow foil, exactly. Hollow. F- I was one of the reasons hollow foil. What's funny is in the 90s. variant covers came and they went away like pretty quick in the 2000s like they were all the rage of the 90s variant covers with like hollow foil and holograms and pogs and shit like that and now they're back like 
every, like every new book now has five different covers. Or New 52 had like 52 oh different God. Every month is themed. Yeah. Where it's like every friggin' book that comes out a certain month the is The movie posters one. one they did this month, last that, month. That right? is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I wish I could find more of those. I did. I and when, I used to say, you know, I'll never buy any of these variant covers, but I just I just bought one the other day. You did? So. Which one? Well, Amazing Spider-Man, which is my all-time favorite. Oh, that's right. You just told me. Uh, has – they've kind of fucked with Spider-Man's marriage a couple years ago with the whole one more day, brand right, new day thing. Right. And it really – pissed a lot of people off and i went on yourself about this. included yeah i have a youtube video if you want to watch me <laughs> rant about it but uh <laughs> um but they're doing as part of the secret wars thing they're bringing back the marriage called renew your vows it's like a mini series so i'm kind of excited about it so j scott campbell who's who draws amazing women and i love the way he draws spider-man because it's all like gangly and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool uh has an exclusive cover for it on his website so i actually pre-ordered it so i've caved into a couple variants recently yeah, I mean, there's not too many big ones where I'm like, I have to have it. But mm-hmm. every now and then, if there's an image I'm really into, or it's a special artist I like, I'll I'll shell out the extra a little bit for it. Uh, the one that was kind of ridiculous I remember getting was the, it was like two years ago when they were promoting the first Robot Chicken DC special. Mm-hmm. There was a variant issue of Justice League that just had their typical Robot Chicken toys. Of just Aquaman kicking everyone's ass. <laughs> and I was just holding the lifeless body of Superman above his head as everyone else is pretty much dead around him. That's funny. I'm like, I have to have this. So I did wind up getting that one. And more recently at New York Comic Con, I was able to do a meet and greet with Robot Chicken. And that's why I had them sign was this Aquaman variant Justice League issue. That's awesome. Like, variant covers are great too though because now they have those blank covers which oh. – Yeah, so you can which make you your own shows, variants almost. Which is great. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I love sketch covers. Yeah, I think it's one of the best ideas that has been around in a while in regards to comics. The only thing I don't get is in uh, comic stores where they'll sell them for like nine bucks a piece or ten bucks yeah. a piece. Yeah. I, I only get them for cover price if I can. Like I bought two Spider-Gwen covers before Wizard World. I didn't end up doing them because I had so many other ones. Um, and I sold them – or I bought them for three bucks each, six bucks for the pair, which is nice. great. Oh, by the way, Brian, I'm not sure if you knew that, but I sold the Hulkbuster to a guy at work. Oh, that's oh yes, yeah. yes, I saw that. That's awesome. <laughs> Actually, that was a piece that you finished up before the show, right? Yeah, so, something yeah, I did all this Avengers stuff because I did the movie theater show. Yeah, that was smart. And First. um, and I, I did that one. That one took me a while. And um, that was good though. Yeah, I thought it turned out really good. And the guy at work said, "Do you still have that?" Like I was showing him pictures from the show. He's like, "Do you still have that?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "If you still have it, I'll buy it from you." I was like, "All right, sure." Yeah, that was a pretty awesome spread, the front and back. That was the first one I ever did that was front and back. I still have not seen Avengers yet. It's good. It's really good. It's definitely is it, um, out. I've heard it's good, and then I've heard people say like quickly, like it's not good as the first one, though. Nothing's as good as the first one. I'm going to be that guy <laughs> that says that also. I, in my as far as the whole Marvel MCU, I put this one again. It's just my review. I know others have said other things. Highly praise it. I put it directly in the middle. Yeah. I don't think it's as good as the first Avengers or either Captain America movie or or uh, Guardians. Here's the thing: is Winter Soldier just like blew everything. Winter Soldier away. is for not me. only a good comic movie; it's just a damn good movie. Yeah, Winter like, Soldier. I don't think anything was going to top for a while. I just loved it that much, and Guardians of the Galaxy too. And I'd say Avengers, Winter Soldier, and Guardians are the top three. Oh that's, yeah, that's what down. I would pick. And that I would say Cap, yeah. Guardians, Avengers, probably in that order. Definitely, same here. And I put first Avenger, you know, the first Cap at number four on that list too. Yeah. See, I'm, uh, 
I, I'm the freak here. I really like Man of Steel. I know. I know. I know there's certain things that uh, people had a problem with, but I I, I, I really like it. I wanted to like that movie. No. <laughs> the throne's made is at you. I wanted to love that movie, and when I saw it, I remember just being like bored and hating it. But I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm tired. Maybe it was just a long night. It was a late showing. I'll have to give it another try sometime because it was so conflicted. All the reviews online, and I yeah. wanted to like this movie. So I got a digital copy of it. Uh, I was able to. Uh, I did the same thing. Yeah, I, was... I got it from a friend of mine who like bought the Blu-ray. Doesn't yeah. use the, the digital copy codes, which yep. I gladly will use. So all right, I sat down to watch it, and I just an hour into it, I was done. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. I just. I could not enjoy that movie. What's funny about that is I did the same exact thing, and I said, look, I'm just going to keep an open mind. We're going to go into it again. And I liked it even less the second yeah. time I watched it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this anymore. It's this not even me. like pure <laughs> fanboy rage like some of the people no. I just don't enjoy I love, it. I love Superman. I don't like, like watching it. I grew up with Superman, like I was saying. <laughs> I'd rather watch Green Lantern. And I've don't said that apologize. many times. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I think there was uh, – it got a little redundant, the fight scenes, yeah. like when they were battling, and they did like basically like kill half the people in the city. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's tough. It's Lateral tough. Comics are not realistic. There's like, like so little reality in it, you know? So uh, Marvel, I think Marvel does a good job at like kind of glossing over like, uh, you know, there was this big battle, a couple buildings got knocked over, but it, it gave more, you know, more jobs or whatever. So, I mean, uh, you know, I think DC focuses more on like, this is horrible. This is what's it's happening. It's so oh. dark, and everything's like sepia, sepia toned. Right. You know, it's like. Yeah. And I think that's partially because of Green Lantern. I think they tried to, like, hey, we could have our own Iron Man. We have Green Lantern. We can make a fun movie. And everybody hated it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, let's not do that ever again. I don't know. It would be better if Corey Feldman Let's was give in the it. Joker tattoos and let's uh, make everything. Let's have Corey Feldman as the Joker. God, that would be perfect casting, okay? <laughs> You know what? He already looks like it, kind of. And guarantee what, he would the chew the scenery up. Do you think he's slowly morphing into Jack Nicholson as the Joker? Is that what you're saying? I think he kind of is. Felt mentioned definitely somewhere that the Joker would be comfortable. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Hey, uh, Man of Steel got a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not saying it's, you know, maybe not as good as Selma, but I yeah. mean... Uh, there's a there's a tomato, and it's got just like a dark spot on it. It's one of those tomatoes, I think. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I look on there right now, it looks like there's like a green booger next to it. Yeah. <laughs> that mm. sounds about right. All right, yeah. so I'm going to get to the game. Time to play the game? Yeah. Speaking of Corey Feldman. Well, Corey does have his own Harley Quinn now also. This little blonde thing that's That's true. He around. does have a Harley Quinn. So let me play the game intro here. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Today we're going to be playing Cory or Horny. In this game, hold on, let me turn the music off. So in this game, it's called Cory or Horny. I have a list of movie titles here on my piece of paper. What I'll be doing is is at, saying the name of the title, and you will be telling me whether it is a Corey Feldman title or an adult film title. <sighs> Too easy. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> so let's begin uh, Now, I, remember where we're at on the recording So we can pull this, make it a YouTube clip And send it to Corey, because I'm sure he would love it That's true, let me write this down <laughs> Alright, we are at the 47 uh, 48 minutes on the nose, sounds so good we're gonna 48 have to, minutes Just to pull this, to make sure he gives us a listen That we are 
honoring him because we are huge fans. Of you don't want to miss that musical intro. Not at all. No, of course not. You've never heard anything like that before. No. <laughs> so happy. So uh, I guess we'll have Brian start since he's yeah. a guest. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's fair. All right, let me uh, make sure I got everything ready here. All right, so if you get the answer right, you will hear. Let's see, is this one? That sounds good, right? Yeah, we've used like that, that one before. One? No, uh, no practice round. No, uh, we're just going into it. Oh no, we're just going in. All right, Brian, I, we'll do a practice round if uh, you want. Boo or all right, Brian, the Lost Boys. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's probably both. <laughs> probably right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay. Now the real game. <laughs> yes. Okay, Brian. Starting with you. The movie title is. Exposure. Exposure. Is it a Corey Feldman film or is it an adult feature? Wow. Uh, hmm. That's so tough. <laughs> I'm going to guess an adult feature. An adult feature. Is he right? Do you think he's right, Victor? I'm not confirming or denying. I want to hear his voice. <laughs> he is incorrect. Ah, what a name. <laughs> Exposure starring Corey Feldman oh. is, a, is a real film. Does, should, should we get the chance to steal it if uh, one of us? Gets... <laughs> no, because it's obvious. If <laughs> I think I know this one oh, now. Right. <laughs> it's either one or the other. That's why I'm I not. Know, the you could name the year it comes out. Also, I mean that's a whole new. Yeah, that that would be two points. Uh, Victor, back to you. Uh-huh. Uh, this is for the lead here. Okay, Victor. Uh, blown away. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Feldman movie. It actually is both. So. Oh, do we get a half a point then? or No, we'll, we'll count it. That'll okay. be a point, yeah. All right, back to you, Brian. Here we go. To tie it up. That's a Feldman Enheim movie. It is. You're right. Man, extra. that could be extra points. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ah, boo. Your right. Corey knowledge is impressive. Here we go. Brian, back to you. The film is Zero Dark Dirty. Is it a Corey Feldman film or is it an adult feature? Zero okay. Dark Dirty. We're going to go with adult feature. Is an adult feature, sure? and he is incorrect. Wait, no what? way. That is a Corey Feldman no way. feature film. So it was Zero Dark Dirty. No way. I swear to God, you can go on IMDb. Holy shit. Wow. Look that shit up on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. <laughs> wow. It is like one of those parody. I looked it up. It's like one of those parody movies like Meet the Spartans. Was it ever or- released? Like, is it actually oh, a thing? Wow. It's got like 6.6 on IMDb. Wow! Seriously, <laughs> zero dark dirty. It's it's. Oh it's my real. god! Yeah. Okay. All right, Victor. Back to you. Uh-huh. We're going with the feature film or adult film. Encore. Encore. Is it a feature uh, film or is it an adult feature? I'm gonna say adult feature. He is yes. Encore is an adult feature. Victor in the lead, two to zero at this point. Oof. Brian, we go back to you. Still not on the board yet. With comeback, and let me just let me just explain. How's it's it spelled? C O M E. Okay. Back. <laughs> so you're saying it's just the name comeback, not right? It's not like C O M E. She. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's just one word: comeback. <laughs> oh, man. I've heard of, I've heard of the comeback. Isn't there a the comeback? Oh man! All right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a. Oh. There's <laughs> the a time is real. Yeah. This oh is my is god! Real. This is so 
All right, I'm going to say I'm going to say a Corey film. A Corey film? Yeah. He is oh. <laughs> Damn. That is an adult feature comeback. I actually have it in my garage. Oh. Uh, now let's... <laughs> I'm dumber than a box of rocks. You're you're dumber than a box of rocks. <laughs> All right, next, Victor, we go to you. <sighs> yes. The next title is Lucky Fritz. The hell? Lucky Fritz. Is it an adult feature? <laughs> Or is it a feature film? Um, Lucky Fritz. Uh, I'm going to say a Corey movie. I don't know what that is, though. Is that your final answer? Yes, I'm going to say a Corey movie. He's correct. My man knows his Corey. Even without knowing he knows his Corey. We share that bond, man. Victor, taking a commanding lead, three to nothing. And it is your turn, Brian. <laughs> with go. the title, <laughs> Granny's Debut. <laughs> Oh, no. Granny's debut. Is it an adult feature or is it a Corey Feldman film? Granny's debut. <laughs> I am going to go with Granny's debut. It's got to be it's, – it's going to be uh, – <laughs> I have to think about this. I, That's the best I, part of the game. You know what? I'm done thinking. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with a uh, – I'm going to go with an adult feature. <laughs> That's going to be a sound clip later once we get this out. <laughs> so we go, go with an adult feature. <laughs> he is correct. That is an adult feature. Brian is on the board three to one. And Victor, the next title goes to you with Terror Inside. Terror Inside. I'm, I hope that's not an adult feature with a name like that. I'm going to say a Corey movie. It sounds like a shitty yeah. sci-fi horror movie. So Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> he is correct. Yeah, it has to be a Corey oh, movie. movie. The ter- so terror inside. Be, yeah. Four, four to one, Victor's on the board. Brian, the next one goes to you with The Divorcee. Mm. The Divorcee. Is it a Corey <laughs> Feldman film? <laughs> or is it an adult feature? I, so it's fun to say, The Divorcee. Sounds like, a, uh, sounds like an adult feature. Is that your final answer? Oh, now you're throwing the final answer out there. <laughs> uh, maybe I thinking. am not. He said he's done thinking. Not. All right, uh, the divorcee. Yeah, let's go with a uh, feature. <laughs> he is correct. That is an adult film, starring a uh, guest of the show, Raylene. By the oh, way. very nice. Yeah, it's a good show. Oh. Um, yeah. So uh, next, Victor, we go to you with yes. Seance. Seance is it? A... Once again, it sounds like a shitty horror movie. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying Corey Feldman. He is correct. All yes. right, yeah. <laughs> Corey Feldman. Five to two, Victor is in the lead, and Brian, we go to you with. The birthday. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's a really tough one. I, I'm seeing a pattern here. Um, hmm. The birth. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a uh, adult feature. Is that your final answer? Oh man. <laughs> yes. No, oh, incorrect. 2005, Corey Feldman. Oh, you know your. Oh, I know the. I know my birthday. You know the birthday. I know the birthday. <laughs> want to tell us, uh, you want to tell us the plot? I don't know that much about the birthday. Okay. As far as I know, it was one of those ones. It was like one of the better reviewed horror suspense movies of that year that was never even released in America. Like I think he's even said on different panels he loves doing that movie, but it. I think you can only get some weirdo German DVD release of it. Mm. So I remember reading. Cause I used to go on Arrow in the Head reviews for horror movie stuff all the time, and that was one of the top ones he mentioned that year. I was like, Corey Feldman is doing awesome movies. All right, I'll have to look into this. But I never saw it. 
Uh, Victor, we go back to you. Yes. With auto suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, please be an adult film. Is that your yes, final adult answer? film. Yes. It's correct. Okay. It's auto suck is an adult film. I would assume it's an yeah. And Brian, we go to you with paying the piper. Paying the Piper, adult film or Corey Feldman film? It's bizarre how well these names can go with both. Doesn't isn't that the best part of this game? He's part. done so many movies where they could work as porno films. Paying the Piper. Yes, paying the Piper. Paying the Piper. Like pay him some money, the Piper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pay the Piper. Yes. Yeah, not hang okay. the Piper. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I can see that as a Corey film. Is that your final answer? Yes. No, you're incorrect. That's a, that's a porno. <laughs> we have two left. Victor definitely won this, but we're just going to finish it up here. Uh, Victor, we go to you with the Zombie King. That has to be Corey. Yeah, you're right. It is Corey. Okay. <laughs> is he the Zombie King? I don't know. Is he the King of Zombies? We'll have to we'll have to have a screening and find out. I hope so. And finally, Brian, this is a. Uh, let's see. This is this one's going to be worth ten points. Ten points. <laughs> Ryan, this is your your last chance with Loaded Weapon 1. Loaded Weapon 1. Wow. One. Is this Victor, what would you what would you say? I'm not saying nothing to this one. Oh, oh you know I this think movie. I know what this movie is. He's like holding it in his hand. I think I know movie. this movie. Pointing at it. Uh, <laughs> there's one of them. We know that. And there's a Loaded Weapon. And the weapon is loaded. (laughs) It sounds so bad that it could be both. (laughs) I'm going to go with the adult feature. You're going with an adult feature? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, you're incorrect. Isn't that like a Lethal Weapon parody? That is the Lethal Weapon parody with Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson that Corey Feldman has a cameo in. Wow, wow! And uh, no, I, I think the last game you had me on, I like, I, I, I did horribly as well. Yeah, Victor. The final tally: Victor wins seven to two, and Victor wins. Good job, Vic. Uh, I know Good my job, Corey. <laughs> Although I'm surprised he didn't pull this one out. Yeah, because I do know that in one of those shitty sci-fi movies that Corey did, I want to say it's like. Uh, I want to. I think it's Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. <laughs> what he plays he a character that? named Kinky Finkelstein. Wow. Oh no, that's one of the one of the trauma movies. Well, one of the in. one of the movies was Lucky Fritz. What uh, is Lucky Fritz? I don't know. He's in it. I literally had his IMDb page and Raylene's IMDb page next <laughs> to each other, and I was just picking and crossing and cross matching. I, I was waiting for you to say uh, <laughs> Noel. Cause isn't that that crappy oh, Christmas movie that we keep shit. talking about? I should have put that, that could have gone hey, both you know ways. What? There's so many different movies that we could totally do this game more than once. Uh, I hate to that's tell you. sad. You know, I should feel really good, actually, that I lost this game. Because that means there's a lot of shitty movies I haven't seen. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, we could do it with Corey Haim, too, I mean, next. Last Resort. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I don't even know girls. this movie. Oh, yeah. License to Drive. Oh, my God. So many. It'll always be Raphael to me. <laughs> Or Donatello. <laughs> was he the voice of Donatello as well? Yeah. Huh? Yep. Did not know that. And he's on the new series as who? Slash. He's Slash on the new yeah. Nickelodeon series. Oh, 
We have some end-of-the-world news, so I might as well get to that while I have all the buttons up. And since I don't have our end-of-the-world news button, we're going to play this. (laughs) (laughs) End-of-the-world news. Strangely fitting. (laughs) American Gladiators. All these people I like to think are American Gladiators in these stories. Fighting against America. Especially in this one. So there's a woman in Muncie, Indiana... She was hospitalized, and another woman was arrested after a fight over the last rib at a backyard barbecue. People fighting over ribs, man. There must be some good ribs. The fight broke out at a home on North Turner Street in Muncie, Indiana, Sunday night. Officers got a call referencing a stabbing around 7 p.m. According to a police report, a woman told police she had been stabbed in the eye with a fork by Sabrina Davis, a family friend. Oh. You think you're safe, and then the ribs come out. She was upset that Davis was taking the last rib from the kitchen and then confronted Davis about taking all the food. During the confrontation, the victim said Davis was using a fork to take meat from a pan when she turned with the same fork and stabbed her in the eye. Damn! God, that's the worst. Eyeball Ugh. stabbing. No. No. With a fork. With a fork. God damn it, no. The victim was taken to a hospital for lacerations and a swollen eye, and then later released. Sounds like a scene from Terror Inside. Reminds me of that scene in Demolition Man where he rips out the guy's eyeball with a pen and then uses oh, it to open the door. God damn it. That's a great scene. God damn eye injury movies. She told officers she was acting in self-defense after the victim pulled out a knife during the argument. Get out of here, lady. You just wanted those ribs. Think she had of... a fork in her other hand, too. Always think with your stomach, Chewy. It was just so ridiculous. Barbecue's good and all that, but it's not worth sticking somebody out with a fork, you know? Now, a hold neighbor on said. Play. <laughs> yeah, hold on, I'm gonna play it. I it may just be <laughs> that good. I love this quote in the news story. I usually get the paper to read it, but today was special, so I thought I'd go out and buy one <laughs> about this news story. <laughs> today was special. Our neighbor got stabbed in the eye. I'm in the paper. I own the police. Uh, the police. A woman tried to avoid arrest by offering to lick a cop's butthole. Sure about that story? Well, it happens every day. Diane know. Thomas, 52 years old, you know, 52-year-old lady walking around trying to lick buttholes, uh, <laughs> was accused of repeatedly punching her boyfriend, who she lives with, in the face and then scratching him with her fingernails. She didn't deny her violent behavior. Instead, according to the police report, she admitted he was a bitch and got in her face, yeah, so she it. beat his ass. I'd do it again, too. When officers tried to collar her, she begged them to reconsider and even propositioned Corporal Chris Ballard by offering to... Lick his butthole. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's Can you just imagine the public service announcement for that? That's tasty. <laughs> Every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And offers to. You never go ask the mouth. The officers dismissed the bribe, but did slap her with a charge of felony bribery. <laughs> 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 That's going to be... I would, I would watch that trial on court TV. I would love to be like appointed to that trial. Give me jury duty for that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this lady uh, tried to bribe an officer by licking his butthole. Despite all the trouble she's in, she looks rather pleased with herself in her mugshot. <laughs> she does look pretty proud of it. Yeah, she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give me I that butthole it. and some ribs. Lick it like barbecue sauce. Ew. <laughs> They're the same color. That's, that's really grimy. That's nasty. And last today, we have a man named Bacon assaulted someone for eating sausage. What? In New Jersey. Local story. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Madison's not real local, but it's New Jersey. New Jersey man named Bacon. <sighs> Thomas Bacon, <laughs> by the way. Oh, Thomas he, Bacon. He's not related to Kevin. His first name is not Bacon. Oh. Uh, it would be great if his name was Bacon Smith or something like that. 
Uh, he allegedly attacked another person at his home for eating a piece of sausage. So these people getting into fights. It's food fights. food in their house. Like, people are starving in India and countries, like, in the, you know, Middle East are starving and dying from heat and lack of water and food. And these fat motherfuckers are fighting over ribs and sausage. God damn. We should just take these people and drop well, them in there for a week. Memorial Day weekend. That's all people did was grill and barbecue and... And f- stab each other with forks. Pretty much. It's crazy. Uh, listen to this quote that the news story put. It's doubtful bacon will fry for the alleged crime. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. God damn it. Really? Really, article? It's a humzinger right there. <laughs> really? You have to go there. He's not going to fry. He looks like a nice guy, though. <laughs> oh, man. So, Brian, did you, did you ever get into a fight over food? I'm trying to think if I ever got into a fight over food. No. I had, there was a time in, in high school or junior high, I think, where a kid, like, you know, put, like, um, like a fruit cup, like, on my plate. He was like, if you take that off your plate, I'm going to fight you or something like that, you know. <laughs> and nothing happened? Um, no. No fight erupted from it. I have never gotten into a fight. I witnessed food. a pretty funny thing in my school cafeteria. But there was a huge food fight our senior year of high school, but I, I was actually – Funny enough, in food's class during it, so I missed it. So um, there was a guy that we were all kind of friends with. You know, when you're at the lunch table, they're acquaintances pretty much that you sit right. with. You know, they're not guys you would hang out with outside of school sometimes. <laughs> so we had this this kid that we were all friends with, and he used to get soup every day. And he used to drive my one friend, who I actually am friends with, crazy. Like, why does he get the fucking soup every day? He always gets the soup. So there's, like, prison things, you know, like <laughs> – like the co- the cocktail fruit, like from half day. So he got the soup every day, and then my friend just got sick of it, and he got pudding and picked it up and just dropped it in his soup. What cup. an asshole! Wow. He's like, what the fuck? And like pushed his chair out and started chasing him around the cafeteria like he's gonna beat him up. Man, you don't deny a man a soup. It was the funniest thing I've seen in a while. I remember that. that's burned into my brain forever. He just like a bloop. Just dropped it right in there, like picked it up, so he saw it, and then just dropped it what right in his soup. It was it was totally like prison. That's something that would totally happen in prison. Seats taken. I don't like you getting your soup all the time. And the next thing you know, <laughs> here comes Nitro. <laughs> Nitro dropping his pudding in his soup. That'd be awesome if there was like Gladiator Justice, like all of a sudden like Nitro and like. <laughs> Laser, whatever their names are, they just start like beating the kid up, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they just like, give you giant Q-tips. Q-tips to beat each other up with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I always wanted to do is what the Eliminator, right? Was that the one? Oh, the guns, yeah. the tennis ball guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was the best great. one. That was the best one. That was. That totally was. I would have totally done that. Uh, well, more relics of our past. That... Gina Carano. Gina Carano was an American Gladiator. That's right, she was. Really, during the Hulk Hogan hosted one. I didn't yeah. know that. Still, yeah. that's pretty awesome. I remember when Hulk Hogan hosted that. He totally had fake hair. It was like I think it still does. It's like glued to the inside of his bandana, all is one connected piece. It looks like doll hair or something that he's got hanging out of the back there. He I don't think that's many his doll hair. hairs. I don't think that's his hair. That's Are you what? saying you won't see him out on like a windy day with No, I think he's totally like totally It'll great. just like take off. He was holding on to the scraps for Dude, a while. He's but been I think balding gone. for yeah. forty years. It's all gone now. Like Unless yeah, he got plugs be. in just for that back area. It's yeah, part you of the look, go, You just got to shave it when it starts going. Like yeah. uh, like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan fought that for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And he's willing to admit that, too. Now him and Dana White look like twins. <laughs> yes. They're, They're so, so goddamn, goddamn the same. 
So you want to get some suggestions? Sure thing. And then we'll wrap this motherfucker up. Motherfucker. All right. Let me. Let's see what we can use for suggestions. I got. I got all kinds of game show themes here. We got this one. Uh, nobody knows that one. Uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> Rocky. Newlywed game. That's kind of. Too, that's too romantic. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. So we're gonna get some suggestions now. I was digging that. That's great. I like the wow. The wow. 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 <laughs> Our suggestion is that song. Our suggestion is the match game. Wow. <laughs> I just wow. want to hear another one. Uh, so Vic, do you want if you want to sure thing kick this off here? Um, well, there has been a ton of TV shows, like comic book based TV shows, that have come out in the past year. We've already talked about Daredevil. Uh, there's been many others. There's been Gotham has come out. Uh, Constantine has come and gone, which I loved, but unfortunately not many people did, and that's not coming back. I never saw it. I still haven't seen it. Uh, they posted online, and I just binge-watched it for like past two weeks, three weeks, and I really got into it. I never it better read... better than Keanu? Yes. <laughs> I never read Hellblazer, but no, it was kind of cool. Like I never knew much about this whole uh, like the supernatural occult stuff i thought that was kind of neat um so it, it was different i really liked it but that's neither here nor there anymore that's a mini recommendation but the one show that's really stuck out with me is the flash the flash is a character i never read he's a flash is a character i've never cared about i didn't watch justice league the animated series i don't know much about the character and when i saw the dude they got to play him i just thought him like like he's like my size and he's gonna be a superhero I was really against the show to start with. But from episode one, I was hooked. And season one just ended. And it is an incredible, incredible show. It basically, it is the opposite end of... It's the other end of the coin that Arrow is on. Arrow, which I also love and have recommended for the past three years, is very much grounded in realism. And it tries to like make you see all this as real-world perspective. Almost Dark Knight-esque. The Flash says, screw it. We're doing everything we can that's from the comics. And introduce time travel from the very first episode. And they just do a bunch of crazy shit. And they bring in all these B and C list villains that are all from the Flash's, like, rogue gallery. And I really got into it. Like, I want to know more about Gorilla Grodd. And I became a big Captain Cold fan just from watching this show. The kid that plays the Flash does an amazing job in it. And the storyline it just it doesn't feel half-assed it all builds up and each episode matters like with agents of shield the first half of the first season was eh, and it got better but with the flash it's just consistently good each episode and it just ended so who knows when it's going to be on netflix or dvd or whatever but when that becomes available if you have not seen the flash i highly recommend the show once again i can't speak for how close it is to the comics never read them but just for this show being what it is, I think it is incredible. Hmm. So, highly recommend the Flash TV series. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> i give you a wow for that. Yeah, I got a wow. Uh, I guess I'll go. So, right before we started the show, uh, I backed this Kickstarter a couple years ago. Maybe it was a couple years. Maybe about a year ago called Kung Fury. <laughs> yeah. Which everyone's probably heard of or seen clips from. Have you heard of Kung Fury, Brian? I have. So Kung Fury finally got released today. It did. 
and I watched it before the show started. No way. It's, wow. It's only like 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. It's great. It's it's It lives up to the hype and, and then some. It's uh, it's great. It's probably the best way to spend 40 minutes on YouTube right now, I'd say. <laughs> it's all it's on free. YouTube? It's free on YouTube now because they had so many backers. Oh, wow. So I have it to own. They sent me a, I only put like 20 bucks on it mm-hmm. like last year. And uh, I have a free digital copy, so I have it digitally. And it's free on YouTube now. So oh, anyone can sweet. watch it right now, Kung Fury. Um, there's someone – there's a, a character that I didn't even know was in it. I'm just going to say the name, which I think you guys will enjoy. His name is Triceracop, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. I think you can put two and two together and figure that out. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Kung Fury is great in it. <laughs> and uh, it's, Does he even it, speak German? Like- no, not at all. No, but there is a really funny scene between two German soldiers, which I'm not going to spoil, but it's one of my favorite parts where they're just talking about each other's mustaches. (laughs) But there's a really cool animated scene as well, which I didn't even know was going to be in it. It's just great from beginning to end. It's the best way to spend 40 minutes. It's on YouTube now, the full movie. It's only like 30 to 40 minutes. It's definitely worth a watch. I would totally check out Kung Fury. Plus, uh, the David Hasselhoff music video afterwards is, is just as well. It's just as good. Is that included in the YouTube? No, uh, the uh, song is in the credits. Okay, and you got to hunt like, down the movie itself. It plays like from the end scene to like through the credits. So, I did not know this was released yet, and I am pumped to watch it. Yes, today it finally came out. Today's the day. That's exciting. Yes, Kung Fury is out. I was going to share it on Facebook, but a lot of people I knew on my feed already did. Oh, okay. So I didn't share it, but yeah, no one I know has posted about it. So yeah, I got an email since I was a backer, and um, it's awesome. It's really good. That's then, awesome. That's why Kickstarter is awesome. Yeah, and the special effects are amazingly good. Like, it's supposed to look mm-hmm. dated, which I think helped out with the special effects. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's got, like, VHS kind of filters on right. it. But yeah. the T-Rex looks, like, incredible. There's a T-Rex in it, of course, and it's great. Like, everything looks good in it. It doesn't look like it's, like, um, a small production. You know, it looks like it's it's really well done. It's from Sweden. Like, all the people in there are from Sweden. So it's, mm. it's really good. Definitely check out Come Fury. Let me give myself a... It's like somebody sat on a duck. <laughs> All right, Brian, what do you got for us this week? You know, I would recommend... Um, I would recommend House of Cards. I think you guys mentioned it before. I don't think you guys have seen it, but it's really, really good. Uh, the third season is what I'm watching now. I'm about halfway through it and it's really it's just really really good and i don't want to like say anything to spoil it but uh it's really good (laughs) yeah i've heard that from a lot of people like there's a couple shows on netflix i've watched orange is new black daredevil i haven't seen house of cards and i haven't watched um what's the other show that everybody talks about um it's got the guy from the sopranos in it you know what i'm talking about Uh, 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 not 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 um what's his name Jesus. James Gandolfini. No, the one with Stephen Van Zandt. Oh, uh, Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer. Yeah, everyone talks about Lily Hammer and House of Cards, and I haven't seen either mm. of those. Yeah, my brother watches House of Cards, and he got hooked yeah. on it. As soon as season three came out not too long ago, he binge-watched the whole thing, and I still haven't seen a single episode. When I went to Virginia it's... Beach for work, there was a girl I went with that just watched it all, the whole time she was there and watched the whole thing while we were there. It's very political, but um, it's it's very, really well done. The writing is, like, superb, I would say, and... Uh, um, yeah, yeah, the acting in it is great. Uh, what is her name? Robin Penn. Robin Ray Wright? Penn, right? Yes. Yeah, Jenna. Yeah. 
She is impressive. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> fly like a bird. Fly out of here. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Orange is New Black comes back next month, too, if you haven't checked that out. The one I haven't seen it. I have not seen that. Is it, is, it looks, uh, is it more like lighthearted? It's like a dramedy, I'd say. Right. Okay. Like there's a, a nice mix. There's a lot of comedy and then there's some drama mixed in. It's, uh, it's, it's good. Like, it's, it's more like, like the sh- Wizard of Oz than Oz. <laughs> yes. It's, it's more like, uh, Oz meets. Ozfest. No, that's a little too extreme. Are drunk people on the lawn. I love all these little Oz connections you're trying to make, though. <laughs> I know. It's because it, this sounds like a byline on a review somewhere. <laughs> Oz meets bacon. Get a guess. Oz meets the L word. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a female show with some lesbian stuff in it. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Oz, right. Oz meets uh, the Big Bang Theory. I don't, I don't know. Do you watch the Big Bang Theory? I do not. No. My, that... uh, Mrs. Brown enjoys it thoroughly, though. <laughs> and that is adult film. That is it adult film, or is that a Corey Feldman feature? The Big Bang. Good question. Bang. I would get it wrong either way. <laughs> That's true, which you can be proud of. Thank you very Thank much you for everything. joining us tonight. And uh, uh, Let me let me pick a good, us. Oh, a good one a good to exit uh, song. A good exit song here. Let's see what we got here. Uh, um, maybe we'll go with the newlywed theme. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, that's a bad one. You can't end it like that. Let's look at it. I guess this works. <laughs> yep, that works. It works. All right. Well, once again, that's Brian, awesome. Thank you for uh, for tuning in, for chatting with us, and for keeping things going. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Thanks everybody for listening. Check yes. us out on Twitter at Strange Comic. Brian, you want to plug your uh, Twitter? Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Brian G Brown. Uh, Brian G Brown. And uh, check out my website, <laughs> Full of broken links and awesome art. Yes, exactly. And this fitting corner of music playing us out for our Courier uh, Horny game, which yeah, could be up on YouTube shortly. Check us out on SyngyComics.com. We're going to have to try and get Corey to play this game. That's right. That's going to be the goal. And all prizes today were brought to you by um, uh, Bravo Video. There we go. Deford, Deford uh, New Jersey. All right. <laughs> have a good one, right, everybody. Man, take care. Thank <laughs> you.